Hi, everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. And this is our 12th episode of the Female Film Critics Panel. And that means we have been doing this for a year, which is really incredible. I can't believe it. And this has been such a treat for me. And we have a very special episode for this uh, this momentous occasion, I guess you could say. And I'm very excited about it. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and Jen Johans is here. Hi. Hey, and Allison Rose is here. Hello. And thank you both so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, I'd like you to each give our audience a chance to get to know you. And so if you could introduce yourself and why don't you start, Jen? Hi, I'm Jen Johans. I'm a film critic. I live in Phoenix, Arizona. I've been writing about movies online since about 2006-ish. So yeah. I'm old. I've been around for a while and uh-huh. recently launched a, a podcast, uh, Watch with Jen, as well. So I'm really glad and to be here. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. And you recently got uh, added to Rotten Tomatoes. So that's so exciting. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. I kept forgetting to apply. And then finally, people are like, you know, you can apply for that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Great. Well, Allison, what about you? Oh, let's see. What about me? Um, I work for Flick Direct, which is an entertainment website. I am also a Rotten Tomatoes or Tomato Meter approved critic, so you can find my reviews there. Um, I've interviewed some celebrities for some movies and things. Um, I write a lot of reviews. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Uh, I think, uh, is there anything else you'd like to know no, about me? <laughs> that's good. That's very, very good. Uh, and yeah, so we're all three tomato strong. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah. So my first question is, what is your favorite part about either writing or creating uh creating content whether podcasting or writing uh what about film what is your favorite part of it jen that is a really good question i write for i think i forgot because i was just so excited to be back with you rachel again oh, for the, the third podcast i was so excited Unbelievable. criterion cast and the hallmarkies pod as well so this was really wonderful. I do write for my own site primarily, which is filmintuition.com and also DVD Netflix and the Phoenix Film Festival are my main places where I write. So I think because I've been writing for so long and starting out on my own website, I kind of focused on the content that I wanted, which was started out like my website is called filmintuition.com, like female intuition. So I started out originally with female filmmakers and focused specifically on those movies and then started to branch out. I still love covering female filmmakers, but went into art films. So foreign films, mainstream, I think my favorite thing about writing about movies is championing, championing the movies that maybe the average moviegoer might not see otherwise. So that's my favorite aspect by far. Yeah, I think that is definitely one of the perks of the job. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to find those gems unless you watch as much as the rest as as the three of us watch. Yeah, because 
I don't know. You're just, that's, I think where, where you really, people say, why do we need critics in this day and age? <laughs> I think it's because they're, especially now there's so much content yep. that's released. <laughs> Absolutely. It really is. There has to be somebody who's going to wade through it and going to say, mm, <laughs> or watch this, don't watch that kind of thing. Absolutely. So I, I love that too. I, uh, I used to go down back when the um, art house theater was open here. They still have not reopened it in Utah, but I used to go down and would just be there the whole day. Uh, oh, from, I love that. That's yeah, so it was my favorite. And one of the best experiences I had doing that was I, I saw um, uh, Wild Rose. Yes. Such a good I movie. Love. Oh, such a good movie. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. How great. I, is Jesse Buckley, Buckley is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Jesse Buckley is really one of, she's like my new favorite. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Even being in Doolittle, I could still love her. <laughs> <laughs> But but yeah, I loved Wild Rose so much and I knew nothing about it. I it was just fit in my time slot that I had and the the Art House Theater here has my favorite restaurant right next door. So you go go to the um go it's it's my favorite restaurant because it has a long uh long bar area where you can just sit if you're by yourself so you don't feel like weird. Mm-hmm. And oh, you know, and, uh, and it's, and you can kind of communicate with the, the chefs and it's an open kitchen and it's so delicious. Copper onion is called. And if you ever come to Salt Lake, I'll take you. And, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they have this stroganoff that is so good. You're making me uh, hungry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, what is this, Rachel? <laughs> Dinner's included, right? No. <laughs> that's right. If you come, it would be. Uh, but, uh, but it's my favorite place. And so you could go to see shows at the at the broadway downtown and then go to the copper onion and that is just like a perfect day in my life and i miss it so much the last time i went it's kind of funny i i went to a screening of uh my spy with dave batista okay oh yeah yeah (laughs) and i was like "Eh." i mean it wasn't that bad Mm. but i was like i can't because i got i knew things were kind of in a weird spot and like I, I can't have that be the last movie that I see before, you know, things close down. And Portrait of a Lady on Fire was playing at the Broadway. And so I went. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can, I can live with that. Yes. You know, with palate one. cleanser. <laughs> right. <laughs> I can uh, hang my head high. Um, so, <laughs> but uh, what about you, Allison? What is your favorite part about reviewing films and being a, a content creator? I think my favorite part is really just being able to explore new genres of film um, and to see what is being created out there. I mean, with technology nowadays, it, it, you know, it's just incredible. So yeah. for me, just seeing what's new um, and maybe something I never would have gone to see like wild rose, uh, mm-hmm. and did go to see and absolutely loved it. Uh, for me, that's just the, that's just the best, you know, it's just great. And getting feedback from people too. Um, it's always nice to hear what other people have to say. 
you know, if they, whether they agree with me or disagree with me, you know, I like to hear others' opinions on, on movies and their take on it. Um, doesn't mean I'm going to change my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. Yeah. But I like the dialogue, you know? Especially when you have those people that you just know are going to make a great comment and you're almost looking forward to it, Mm -hmm. that, that they're going to have something really interesting to say. And, and I, I mean, I have people, particularly on certain films that I know a certain person is like, I have friends who are super into space movies. So I would Mm -hmm. go to a movie about space. I would go see first man or something. I know that they're going to comment. They're going to be excited. And that's always really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I love that you guys look forward to comments. I actually had to remove them from my website because I was refereeing fights too much. Oh, and yeah. I was like, you know, the, I had to draw the line. I think it was on a war movie and I had two veterans fighting in my oh. comments and it was like, no, I can't do this. Like, yeah. But well, I love I, that you guys had respectful dialogue. That is fabulous. Well, <laughs> I certainly, I've had my share of oh, yeah, horrible, of yeah. horrible and experience. And YouTube <laughs> yeah. is a lot worse than the blogging, in my opinion, the comments. Yeah, are, yeah. that's the, true. The words WordPress, their spam bot is great and it catches. So yeah, it is very good. And so a lot of those, I don't even see the, you know, the really mean ones. (laughs) And, um, but yeah, it can be a downer and I feel sometimes frustrated because I feel like, and this maybe people will be like, wow, wow, wow. But I feel like I kind of missed the the like middle part of a channel you know what i mean because like i have a small as far as my numbers on my youtube channel it is small mm-hmm. right and and the best thing about being small is you don't get that kind of scrutiny mm-hmm. right True. so you can just have fun and, and make friends and everything like that yeah but then because i was on rotten tomatoes mm-hmm. it it gave that kind of scrutiny without the kind of because when you have like a million views, you don't really care and you're not paying attention True. to the comments anymore. Right. But like, I still have that. I'm like a small channel in like a, with the scrutiny of a big channel. So it's sort of a weird <laughs> dynamic. I feel like. Gotcha. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you'll, you'll get to experience that when you have your first truly unpopular opinion on Rotten Tomatoes, particularly either about star wars or about a comic oh. book property oh it's i don't do those anymore i usually wait now with the comic book movies because oh that's wise yeah i wait a couple weeks now yeah. because part of what got me in trouble with shazam because i i don't know if you know allison i famously was one of the first critics who didn't like shazam and it, oh yeah i've heard that story oh my god Uh, (laughs) you know what happened to you i felt so bad yeah it was intense wow it was very very intense and i uh i i thought that i was i thought i had very thick skin i really did Mm. but it was it's all fun and games until the fbi gets involved i guess yeah oh god yeah Okay, I haven't experienced that yet. Thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I I was oh, told that they were going to that I was going to kill my me and my family. Oh. If you go to another press screening, I will bring my automatic gun and shoot you multiple times. Oh, I swear God. I will do that. 
And so I had to let screening company know. Yeah. And then they informed Warner Brothers. Oh my god. So gosh. then Warner Brothers knew. And it was it was nuts. I had to get I had to get chaperoned or with to and from the screenings when I would go. Yeah. And it was crazy. But I I think I if I had to do it all over again, I would have not done it on YouTube, first of all. Gotcha. Because it, it's way more way more toxic. I would have just posted it on uh on my blog. Plus I think I'm like a little bit better writer than I'm an orator. Hmm. And I think my review was still pretty solid, mm-hmm. but I think I, I'm a better writer. And plus it requires like effort to actually like respond to writing more than a youtube video whatever though but yeah that's insane though yeah it was it was crazy but now like when i reviewed birds of prey it was actually a couple months after it came out okay and so i and i and i ended up liking it so Mm. when they are less hateful when you actually when you like it yeah (laughs) I was really nervous about the Zack Snyder Justice League, but I actually ended up liking that. So yes. yeah, it wasn't, me too. it wasn't too painful. Or, or I've had it happen where I've liked something and people will say to me, what are you being paid by the studio? Yeah, How could that's you true. like that? And I'm oh, like, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. So I think I've had the opposite, <laughs> but I've never had death threats. So, I, you know. The- They'll Ooh. say that about Disney, and I'm like, well, what about Lion King and <laughs> Two and Spider-Man: Far From Home, and you know, like all those movies I gave front to. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm getting paid by Disney, I'm doing a really bad job. Yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, there's no um, reasoning with those people, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's the worst. <laughs> yeah, they uh, ju- they just want to fight to fight yes mm. that's a good point well i i've said for a long time i feel like what was happening with sports for a long time is now happening with media you know where people feel like this is my team this is my oh that's yeah uh, my oh, city my you know that used to have with sports and still do but now it's with major multinational corporations i know it's so weird it's really yeah. that's a great analogy it really yeah. is. <laughs> People feel this ownership. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny too because a lot of the uh the hardcore Snyder people have now turned on Shazam and yeah. are saying the same things that I said in my review. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like, where were you a couple of years ago? I could have used <laughs> <laughs> but uh but one of the questions i like to ask in this series is why do you think it's important to have female film critics or is a is a reviewer review does not matter who what the what the sex of the critic is doesn't matter or do you think it does matter and and why do you think that is the case what do you think jen i think the more reviewers we have of all backgrounds the better mm-hmm. Because we are, I mean, you try to be as objective as possible, but we are bringing our own background to a review. And so I'm not going to watch a movie the same way. Um, And it's, 
it's not like we're all part of the same monolith of female critics because like with Promising Young Woman, I'm in the minority of people that don't love it. And um, so that has been interesting, but I appreciate reading everyone's take on it. And I think discussion benefits from that. And I think you do need women, first of all, you know, I mean, we'd like to say we're half the population. We're actually more than half the population. So we should get a voice. We should get equal, if not more voices. We need people of all different races, backgrounds. When I watch something, I'm going to watch it differently too, because I'm disabled. So I'm bringing that to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just vital to bring, um, you know, your entire makeup of experiences to a movie. I'm going to see things in it that men probably aren't going to see when we get to a piece that you're proud of. I'll be going into that a little bit further later on. So, yeah, I think it's very important. How about you guys? Yeah, what do you think, Allison? Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, different upbringings obviously bring different ideas to the table. So whether you're female, whether it's your orientation sexually, whether it's your um, your cultural background, you're going to see something different than I'm going to see probably. And so that helps lend to the discussion, obviously, which, you know, like I said, I love the dialogue. So to me, I think it's important not just female critics, but critics from across the board. Yes, 100%. Yeah, I think that's very true. I mean, I was thinking about that just the other day uh, because somehow we started talking about the uh, the film Silence, which I really, really didn't like. <laughs> um, I almost walked out of it, but I kept thinking like, oh, is it going to get better? Is it going to get better? <laughs> and I think because I actually worked as a missionary and I, I kind of have my own views on God and religion and, and I, I came out with a different perspective than other people. Mm-hmm. And then it, I felt like for the kind of torture that we see over and over and over again in that film, we should have felt more for the people like we didn't get to know them. I didn't feel like as, as a missionary, like the love of the people was such an important part of my heart and why I was doing what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I know not all missionaries were like that, but if we're going to see people get tortured, I need to know who they are and why I need to, I need to feel more than just okay. like this gratuitous sure. torture. You, you and need that the, connection. Yeah. And that's what I felt like was missing. So the whole thing just left me really cold and it was very frustrating to me. Uh, But other people that haven't had that missionary experience or aren't religious would probably come at it from a completely different perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you're saying, I think that's a good thing that we all have our unique perspectives and it's great when you can find a critic that you like their perspective, even if you don't agree with them all the time, you kind of get where they're coming from yeah. and you, you can go back to them and see what they think about, uh, about whatever's new. I like Matt Singer is one of my favorites and I disagree with them on quite a few uh, reviews, but I always appreciate his perspective. Yeah. He's wonderful. So 
I wanted to ask you, Jen, I love that you have your college essays on your site. I think that's oh God, really those old fun. Ones. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I was just curious if any of those old takes you kind of cringe at now or how do you feel? Um, I cringe at the writing. I mean, I uh-huh. did get a scholarship for one of them, so I can't like hate it too much, but it, mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, yeah, I had this thing where I would write mile long sentences. And like, you know, I think I read Kerouac at the wrong time. And, you know, when you're like, hey, a sentence that goes on for five pages. I like that. And so like, <laughs> I got into it too early, you know, and I think, you know, you think you know everything. I started college really early. And um, yeah, so I think I latched onto that. I have heard for some, from some professors, though, and it's really funny. They're like, I had a kid try to turn in one of your old papers and I was able to find it on your website and trust them. I was like, okay. hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been, um, the other thing that cracks me up is a couple of those, but mostly it's, I've written over 2,500 pieces. So like, I don't track down everything, but um, I did have, or I found out like third party that a few of my pieces wound up in college film textbooks or like little like uh-huh. portions of them. I was never paid or consulted, I think, because it's online. It was just, you know, free intellectual mm. property or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hey, I'm just excited about that. But I thought it was kind of funny, like yeah. uh, coming from both ends, like the kids trying to pass it off and then like, oh, I guess you took this like three sentence thing I said about maybe this is a sequel to something and put it in your book. Like, that's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) That could be crazy if you have like a niece or a nephew or somebody like that, you know, it's like going to film school. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Oh, my gosh. It was funny. I was quoted in something like uh, that is theological, like on uh, a theological something related to film. And I am not religious. Um, Like I grew up partly Catholic. I mean, hey, one of my best friends growing up is now a Catholic priest, but I am for all intents and purposes, an agnostic or an atheist. And so I got kind of got a kick out of that. Like, wait a sec, I'm quoted in this book about, you know, religion and stuff. And it's like, maybe if he would have talked to me, he might not have liked that very much. But I appreciate (laughs) that. Like what we're saying, maybe he liked where I was coming from. I don't know. So it's funny. Now, Allison, you said that you've been able to do some interviews. I I interview a lot of people as well, and mostly for Hallmark and animation stuff. But uh, how do you keep yourself objective as a critic? Oh, true. While also talking to people and you become kind of friendly, you become kind of invested in their story and the how do you how do you keep that balance um that's a really good question i don't necessarily think that you can completely keep that balance of objectivity again going back to you know you have certain experiences and then certain films that you see a certain way um but in terms of just talking with celebrities you know it's so true you just have to think of them as people And they want to, they want to talk about their film because usually they um, are very proud of their work. Not always though. Um, (laughs) So, you know, and in these, in the times I've interviewed most people, um, it's a very quick 
thing. It's in the middle of a press junket. So it's, so it's, you know, maybe five minutes. So you get a couple of questions in there. Hopefully you have a good conversation with them. You talk about the movie, you talk about them and it's done. Or, you know, if you've ever been to San Diego Comic-Con and done the press rooms, it's a madhouse. So it's crazy. Um, And you get maybe two to three questions and then they're moving on. So, you know, you ask some basic things if you can. Um, You certainly don't get very controversial if you try not to anyway, Mm -hmm. um, because you don't know how they'll react and you don't know how their handler is going to react and you don't know how your press people are going to react and they may not invite you to the next press junket because of that, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, um, I think I really just try and focus on why they wanted to do this movie. What is it saying? What do they want people to take away from it? Uh, and they love talking about that, usually. Yeah. yeah what about you, Jen, with that For being objective? Um, you know, I haven't done them in a while just because they took up so much time. Um, but I would sometimes do one or the other. I would do an interview. I mean, if I had to do both, I would, but I would try to do one or the other if possible. Mm -hmm. Um, because of that, I think it was kind of hard. Yeah. But I have a question for you because I love your interviews, Rachel, you're so good at it. And, um, especially seeing these new ones that you've been doing with like composers, it's becoming like a sub specialty for you and you have a background in music. Is that right? Um, well, just like more informal, like I love to sing and I, I was in choirs in college and, and, uh, took voice lessons for many years but nothing like professional, but I love music and I love musical theater and mm, I love musicals. I yeah. yeah. And, and so that has been fun The for rotoscopers, I've been able to interview a, four or five different composers. Uh, recently it's, it's, uh, I don't know if it's just the PR people heard that <laughs> what's been going on, but, uh, but yeah, those have been great. And, most of the time I'm interviewing people before I watch the film. Okay. Mm. Uh, and so it's kind of an, a little bit of an out and luckily with Hallmarkies podcast, most of the time we'll have, I feel like we have somebody who likes the film on the panel nice. that we have. And so it doesn't feel mean spirited and yeah. we try to keep it kind of light and, and positive while being honest. That's kind of my goal. Mm-hmm. and there are times though when i just like oh i don't like any of the films in this weekend uh like at christmas there'll be three or four movies and i'm like i don't like any of these <laughs> uh, <Yes. laughs> that's sort of hard because i don't like to be so, so so sometimes if that happens i'll we'll like talk about an old classic that i love or you know i'll just try to do something to make it feel a little more positive uh but yeah, it can be it can be a challenge. Like the other day I was interviewing a director and she asked me point blank, what did you think of my f- last film? Which I was like, eh, on. I didn't hate it, but it wasn't. Uh, and, and I can't lie because the they listeners know <laughs> they heard me review it. They know I didn't love it. And so I said that I felt like it was a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah she, she was like okay all right you know and, uh, and you know that was fine that's the thing about 
reviews that you, or movies you don't like, I always try and find at least something positive yeah. to say. That is yeah. such good advice, Allison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. I think it's so good to do. Yeah. Yeah. And with interviews, you can always say, but that was a fun project to work on. Exactly. Ah, <laughs> I'm stealing that, Rachel. Yeah. <laughs> was this or ask? Was it so fun to work with so and so? Was that yeah. you were in you were in Vancouver? Was that fun to be in Vancouver? <laughs> <laughs> You're like reaching for anything. Yeah. <laughs> I love the blue top you wore. Did you get to keep it? No, yeah, kidding. if it's a princess movie, you can always ask about the clothes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a fun, sparkly dress. It, there's usually there's usually something. Yeah, uh, with Just get uh, creative. That can, yeah, that are it's a lot of fun, and I always love to ask voice actors if I get to talk to a voice actor and just about their process, how they came up with the voice, uh, and a lot of times the actors have. I mean, for the most part, the actors have no control over the story, so it's not really their fault. Mm -mm. Uh, And I do also love interviewing writers, though, and obviously that's a little more. Yeah. (laughs) But but usually I haven't seen the movie. Usually it's a uh, pre-movie interview, so that helps a little bit. Uh, But yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting thing uh, doing all these interviews. I finally... (laughs) reached uh, so this is random but i we had our podcast awards in january and they were really fun and i we had mary lou henner legend mary lou henner mm. as up for one of the awards for uh for hallmark princess the supporting actress <laughs> oh, wow. and, yeah and i was like i don't know if we should put her on there because we're never gonna be able to get her she's too big but no lo and behold she's amazing which we knew she would be but she was so excited when she Uh, won and and so i i started chatting with her we became friends and now we're like total text buddies and (laughs) i'm just like what (laughs) my crazy life that i'm text buddies with mary lou henner and i finally i feel like reached the point where i can't review yeah like i was waiting Uh. for that one where i'm like we're too close i'm too good a friend (laughs) Yeah, with you her. can't be objective. I can't. <laughs> I can't review yeah. the next or tea garden. I'll just have to let somebody else do it, or I'll just abstain <laughs> talk about the <laughs> mechanics of it rather than giving my opinion on it. I was like, how weird is that? <laughs> it's an interesting uh, dilemma to be in. Yeah, you know, an, inter- yeah. an interesting situation. Yeah. Yeah. Usually you don't know these people and you know, some of them are so nice when you talk to them and whatever, but you don't know what they're like in real life. Right. <laughs> you know, exactly. So, or they could be really not great in an interview and maybe they're just having an off day. And yeah, so it's a little off putting and you don't like them. And, but really they're really nice in real life. You know, it, it's, <laughs> you never know, but yeah, that's a really strange situation to find yourself in. Well, and interviewing for me, a a lot of what I learned about interviewing, I learned on my, my mission that I, that I did Hmm. where they would, we we were taught to find something in the person that you're interacting with that you connect with. Hmm. So if they had such good uh, advice, yeah. yeah, So if they had, 
I, I, you know, I love Disney and animation. So if they had something Disney in their house or whatever, oh, you like that? Let's talk about that. And then, or they had something about Lord of the, let's talk about Lord of the Rings. I love Lord of the Rings or yeah. whatever it might be. Or books. That's a good one. If they have books, yeah. oh, I love that book, Smart. Little Women. It's so good. Or, and then we talk and you become friends. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so that's something that I try to try to develop when I interview somebody is, Oh, you were in West Side Story when you were in high school. How fun is that? I love <laughs> West Side Story. And, you, and that kind of starts to break down some of the barriers and you can you can uh, have a lot of fun with people. I think yeah. the, <laughs> the there have been ones that have been easier than others. There was one where I just was, I couldn't find anything. Like it was just very <laughs> yes and no answers uh, you know, to everything. And like, what what can I do to make this interview go? Because it was it was like if this thing's going to be ten minutes, because he is just not talking oh. about anything, and he was really embarrassed about the fact. Because some people love the fact that they're they're they do the small roles and they're really proud of that and they hustle, mm. and he was kind of embarrassed about it. Like, oh, I, I was only in a couple scenes. Oh. I'm like, that's cool, you know. Like, let's talk about it. And yeah. anyway, and so. I finally was like, well, have you seen, this was last year. Have you seen any of the Oscar nominees? And and that was finally the thing. And particularly Joker on Hallmarkies podcast. We talked about Joker for like 25 minutes. Wow. (laughs) And I was like, I know people are going to be, this is so off topic, but I was just happy that he was talking about anything. And I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some really nasty people and not the people you would, think like some writer or this producer who produces animated um batman you know robin kind of things oh he's notoriously a jerk he he was somebody asked him a question in a a press room and at a round table even and he he said that's the question you're gonna ask me that's Ah. just stupid and he got up and walked away from the entire table. I'm like, oh my God. people don't even know who you are. Stop being a jerk. You know? Is that, yeah. was that Bruce Tim? No. Um, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But oh, that's I, okay. I'll think of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, look, I mean, pretty much everybody that works in Hallmark are, are pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. It's a good group. But uh, so I haven't really had anybody, anybody be rude. There's just been some people that, are more nervous i think than others and it's really hard to kind of get them get them talking and so that's part of the fun fun of the exercise though i think in a way well you know it was interesting because i interviewed kate beckinsale for the last underworld world film and Mm -hmm. she was you know in the process of getting divorced from (laughs) her husband who was producing and you know and so she you could tell she really didn't want to be there like she yeah, was doing her due diligence, her. Yeah. but yeah, she would have rather been anywhere else at that point in time. Again, yeah. you don't know what's going on in other people's lives. So yeah. she may be a great interview, but you know, and she wasn't bad. And I was, you know, I was a little nervous, but yeah, it was, it was not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so how do you feel the difference between being a critic and watching screeners versus going to the screenings uh, to the theater. Uh, Do you feel like that's changed your writing at all? What do you think, Jen? 
I am okay with it. I love, I mean, you know, there is no living up to um, what the experience of seeing a movie in the theater is, of course. Although, let's face it, like going to screenings with other critics, I mean, we've all had weird experiences. Like, I will never forget going to see Choke at like nine in the morning. And, you know, like coming in and we'd been up late the night before and then we're watching this, you know, questionable, nasty kind of movie at nine in the morning and like everyone is just not wanting to be there. So that wasn't really conducive to great, um, a great theatrical experience. But we've all had then those phenomenal experiences of like seeing for me the secret in their eyes with other critics and just you know, midway through kind of looking at each other, like, can you believe it's that good? Like just freaking out. I agree that there are those really great experiences with your fellow critics where you just feel like, wow, we just saw, we just had something really special together. Yeah. But because I watch uh, so many art house films and also with chronic pain and um, I got kind of sick about 10 years ago, I started to develop some health issues. So I started doing most of my stuff at home anyway. So, you know, switching for quarantine wasn't a big change for me. So, I mean, of course you miss the movie theater. You miss that experience. But overall, um, I've been okay with uh either format Mm -hmm. i don't love some of the platforms and i feel bad for filmmakers because i'm sure the last way they want us to see their film is like with our email address plastered in the middle of the screen or you know that whole thing and sometimes some of the screeners i'm sure you've had like buffering issues i mean that's never fun but it's such a privileged um problem that you don't want to you know complain too much because it's a lucky problem to have compared to people like we get to see a movie early we shouldn't you don't want to complain too much so of course it's wonderful to see these films and I'm happy to review them whether in the theater or at home of course I would love to see them all on the big screen but I'm fine either way yeah yeah It's been a mixed experience for me because I really kind of detest the whole hustle that has to happen in order to get screeners sometimes and Uh trying to contact the right person and the right PR. And, and it's just, I just wish it was easier. And I know again, small violins, because it is a privilege, but it it, it is a lot of work. It's a lot more work than people realize trying to, yeah talk to the right person even if you're accepted on people's film lists you may not get certain things and and uh uh, trying to hunt down (laughs) the right person it's it can be very frustrating and a lot of work but the 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 plus side of it i'll be honest is that sometimes i struggle if i've had a long day and i am just tired and it does not it doesn't have anything to do with the movie sometimes it does sometimes the movie is just a snooze fest (laughs) but other times i'm just tired and i i struggle and i play the head bobbing game and i I, it's it's sometimes hard for me and i mean i just think of i never reviewed doolittle because i fell asleep for like 
I don't think you missed much, Rachel. Like 20 yeah. minutes. <laughs> it was a long time. And yeah. I, and I, I mean, I, I, I saw enough of it to know I'm not going to sit through it again. Yeah, <laughs> but, but at least you didn't fake it or anything. I, and that's no, great. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't review it. And then another one where I, I, I went. I was actually sick. And now retrospect, I look back and I'm like, what was I thinking going to going to the screening? So sick. But I was just trying to get in, you know, with the trying to be a hustler. And mm-hmm. I so I went to a screening of Life Itself, the uh the, Oh no, um, yeah. The Oscar Isaac movie. <laughs> um and man, I that piece of film. Yeah. <laughs> I zonked out hard. Oh no. <laughs> I fell asleep. And my my friend was like elbowing me, like, oh it was really embarrassing. Although the critics like I, I think I actually it was snoring. I mean, I <laughs> fell. Asleep. Well, you were sick though. Yeah, I was so sick. So yeah, the that's something that at least now with screeners I can pause and if I'm just too tired I can just. Wait. Yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned that because when I was on my podcast when I was interviewing Jason Bailey, who's a great critic, he was talking about his extensive notes process because I'm one of those people who takes like a book's worth of notes every time I watch something, it's obnoxious. Like I'm going to use, you know, one tenth of those. Come on. But he said sometimes he thinks taking the notes helps him stay focused and stay awake, especially if he's had a busy day and then comes home and, you know, has to deal with the kids. And then, yeah. And I thought, you know, there might be something to that. That's why it takes so many notes sometimes. No, I'm just kidding. But especially if I'm doing a podcast, then even for a Hallmark movie, I'll take a lot of notes yeah because uh because the, you got to have things to talk about in the in the episode the podcast so yeah. you uh you got to take a lot of notes and so I'm, I'm with you there so let's start talking about our uh our unpopular uh, opinions and our reviews we're proud of so uh my one of my unpopular opinions actually was when i saw rogue one and I had been a huge fan of Force Awakens. I was totally on the gravy train at that point. I really enjoyed it. And so I was very excited for Rogue One. And I went and saw it. And I did not like it. I felt like it was just now now knowing of the mess it was to make. I'm like, okay, I kind of get it now. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that then. And so it was just like, why are the characters so underdeveloped? Why? Yeah. I, it was... <laughs> and I, didn't I, like my I turned but it like, off so this makes me feel better yeah i'm like i'm sorry and then i had all these people that had had it on their top tens and i'm like god bless them <laughs> i like, did not understand and uh, <laughs> yes. yeah. it was just really flat to me and i'm like the most exciting part of the movie was them retrieving that data file off of that weird like what was that <laughs> server <laughs> that's as exciting as the movie got but uh, yeah so that was one of my unpopular opinions i also kind of famously wasn't a fan of the first fantastic beast movie and then the second one i hated <laughs> because <laughs> i i think the the crimes of grindelwald is one of the worst blockbusters i've ever seen i really disliked it and uh, i feel like now time has has kind of come 
on the people have come on my side <laughs> that one now because those are <laughs> not great but uh, those so those are two that i had unpopular opinions i also didn't like tenet that was that would be another one but jen what about you what's an oh, unpopular for opinion? Me, um yeah Boy, I guess we're linking up right to uh, DC, Warner Brothers, and uh, Christopher Nolan. Well, here's the thing, though. I really did like The Dark Knight. I mean, it's a great film. I thought my review was good of the film because I enjoyed it. There were wonderful things. But um, that's the one where I heard from people out of the, you know, they came out of the woodwork. Like, you didn't love this aspect of it. We're just going to nail you for that. And it's like, look at the rest of it, though. I, I loved this. I loved that. And, yeah. You know, you do that little dance where, but then it's like, why am I trying to, you know, hem and haw with these people? But um, I think, though, if we want to talk about unpopular opinions, boy, that is pretty hard. Oh, on the basis of sex, I think, mm. was the one that I I really wanted to love because I love RBG. I love the documentary. And when I rewatched it again, because I reviewed the Focus Features thing, mm-hmm. uh, the box set last fall, I was like, you know, they're giving the men more agency. They're constantly telling her what she should be doing, giving her advice on everything. And yeah, it's just, it's not my favorite. Wonderful performances. I like what they were going for, but unfortunately it wasn't the minority on that. I never saw that. Okay. I never saw that. But you have you talk about a lot of classics on your podcast, Elise. Do you ever have the the classic that you're just like, oh, did not care for that? Um, Even despite it being a classic. Because hmm, we have it all the time question. on the Criterion Project. <laughs> yeah. You know, it has happened. I have to say sometimes, of course, like off the top of my head, I can't think of one. I've never been... Yeah, it's, I'm trying to think like off the top of my head who, but yeah. Yeah, we all have those. Yeah. We're all allowed. You don't have to like, just because something is, again, a classic. No. Doesn't mean you have to like it. Not at all. No. Mm-hmm. How about you? I'm not a big fan of The Graduate. I didn't love it. Okay. That wasn't my favorite. Uh, I respect the filmmaking, but I just yeah. thought. Okay. It was one of those movies to me where I was like, the filmmakers don't understand that Mrs. Robinson is the most interesting character in the story. She really is, like, isn't she? We're n- yep. We're n- <laughs> yeah. yeah. They, especially, especially the the girl. I forget her name. We're not interested in her at Elaine? all. Not at all. No. Not at all. And-, <laughs> and Benjamin is such a creep. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was one of them that I was just like, yeah, I don't love it. But what about you, Allison? What's an unpopular opinion that you had? I had one that I was going with, and actually, I, I now have two now that you reminded oh. me of something else. Um, and and it's not so much that I've necessarily written reviews that people have bashed, but whenever I say I didn't like these films, people look at me like I'm nuts. Um, the fir- And they're classics. The first is Scarface. I did not like it at all. I did not find his character to be redeeming at all. And I, yeah, I, I just didn't like it. And, you know, you had him, an Italian playing a Cuban, which, you know, would never stand yeah. today. <laughs> but I, I just didn't, 
I guess I have to have a connection maybe sometimes to the characters and yeah, he, he just was so off putting to me from the very beginning. (laughs) I I didn't like it. Um, I don't really like mafia movies very much. I mean, I, there's some, I respect Mm -hmm. obviously like the Godfather and stuff like that, but I, I would never, I would never choose of my own volition to watch a mob movie. It's just not my favorite. I love mob movies. (laughs) (laughs) I, I generally don't, mind um i don't mind it but you know that again i like lots of different types of genres so Mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing for me but um yeah i just didn't like it people think i'm nuts so and this oh i don't think that's no no the second one a big classic that people absolutely love breakfast at tiffany's oh i am with you there Okay, thank you. So here's the thing. Well, first of all, I have to say that, you know, my my knowledge of Audrey Hepburn was always my fair lady because I'd seen it so Uh many times. And then um, I had to do a review. You know, Paramount Presents is doing these. They're reworking their classic movies. And so I got to see Roman Holiday and I loved it and I loved her in it. And it was so great. And then I saw Mm -hmm. Breakfast at Tiffany's and I'm like, she's manipulative. She's a high priced prostitute. I I don't, I I just don't, again, I, I didn't Mm -hmm. find anything redeeming about her character. Um, Again, you know, they had, even though back in the day, that's the way it was. They had people playing different ethnicities um it didn't really work all that well yeah i just i didn't Mm -hmm. especially see the point of the movie and and people think i'm crazy but no i mean i i do i love it it was a movie that i i kind of championed when i was in college and i i know the Mm. the flaws are are pretty obvious but i i Mm. think that the fact that they are such flawed characters who find themselves through their love for each other mm-hmm. I, is what I kind of rang true for me but yeah I get it with that movie it's definitely not gonna be for everyone so I I, I can understand that yeah and I didn't necessarily get their mm-hmm. chemistry together so I didn't you know I, I'm, I'm a <laughs> and I love love stories yeah so, you know I should probably be watching the Hallmark channel like <laughs> yes you should um <laughs> I mean, in the book. <laughs> With what time? <laughs> you know. Um, but, yeah. I, yeah, again, we all I have them. We all know. have the classics that it's just like, yeah. no. <laughs> I watched Spartacus yeah. last year, and I did not love that. No. Mm. I love Lawrence of Arabia. What didn't you like um, about it? I don't know. I just... Like just really feeling like it was really boring, and I, I'd have to look over, read over my okay. review again. But because I do a blind spot series every okay. month, where I review on my blog a movie that's a, uh-huh. either a cult classic or a critical favorite, or just mm-hmm. something I haven't seen that I've been meaning to see. And so I, I had Spartacus, and I was just I don't know, I just did not like. I just didn't think it was very good. <laughs> but um, yeah. So okay. let's talk about. Uh, some reviews that we're proud of and that we really love. And I actually, mine's not a review this time. I recently started a new series that I hope to be able to do more of. I had previously done every year 
I had looked at the animated Oscar nominees and decided did the right one win. And I had already done that from 2001 all the way up to the current year. And I, so for, I decided for a new series to do start with the year 2000 and go over all the animated films and then pick which ones I thought would be nominated by the Academy. And then which one I think would have won if they'd had an animated Oscars that year. So it was a ton of work. I worked really hard to watch. I even watched like obscure films, like this weird pudding movie from, from Australia that I watched (laughs) the magic pudding. Oh, wow. And and it was really fun and it was a lot of work. And uh, I was just very proud of how it came out. I, I, I was thought I did a good job editing it. I thought I did a good job. And it seemed like it got a pretty good response. There were a lot of comments. And so I'm definitely going to keep doing it going on. I mean, you can go back for lots of years. and uh, But it takes a while because it's a good month at least to you know watch like 15 movies. It's going to take a while. <laughs> so that was really fun. I watched the Pokemon movie, the original Pokemon movie again. I watched uh, just a whole bunch of different films and... Uh, I just was very proud of the, how that video turned out. And uh, so that's one that I thought of this time. But what about you, Jen? Okay, well, this is interesting. And no, I didn't actually like plan this. So it is kind of funny. But um, I'm one of those people who's super hard on myself. So I went through several different, oh, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about this. And uh, it was like two hours ago. I'm like, nope, Scarface. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> that is really funny where allison and i this isn't a bit we didn't like (laughs) no but um i don't like love the movie i mean the godfather is my favorite series of all time um i love goodfellas Mm. i do love uh like i mean um organized crime movies are great i'm fascinated by it um italian american going back i mean there's you know it's interesting to me but um this one it is excessive it's larger than life i see why other people don't like it i didn't love it the first time i saw it but i reviewed scarface and i'm talking about the 1983 version not the 1932 by howard hawks which everyone knows is a classic i'm going with the gaudy de palma one and um (laughs) anyway i reviewed it on 4k And this was in 2019 and it became one of my most read pieces and kind of illustrated, like I got such really good feedback. Somebody saying like, that's why uh, we need women to write about these because we're going to see things that maybe men aren't going to see. I kind of zeroed in. I mean, I went into the history. It's an essay basically of, um, you know, the original film by Howard Hawks with Paul Muni. And then what they tried to do with this version of the film and, you know, the controversy surrounding it. But also, as a woman, I was fascinated by the female characters or the way they're slighted. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer and Mm. Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio. And also um, Al Pacino's character, who I kind of get a kick out of his sort of, usually in these movies, like White Heat, you know, Cagney, you have some sort of like top of the world by like it's a madonna whore or like mother issues but in this one we have the sister issue going on so i sort of zeroed in on that yeah it's kind of creepy and so i i zeroed it on that and then also 
we never see him hook up with his wife. And so I became like fascinated while I was revisiting this. Like, why doesn't he have a sex life in this movie? The movie is so excessive about everything else. Like there, there might be some stuff going on there. So I kind of went into this and I thought, oh my God, I'm going to get so much email. People are going to be angry. Like what is he implying? And um, I think, you know, whether I'm onto something, whether or not stuff, you know, fascinated me about it and made people at least look at it a little bit differently. And that's all I could hope for. So I'm going with that one, I guess. But no, I don't love this movie. It's not like one of my favorites, but it was one that really caught my eye and made me dig in a little deeper and try something different. I think that's great. Well, Allison, what about you? What's one that you're proud of? So I, I don't know if there's one that I am like, oh, the whole review is just so awesome. I have moments where I write a sentence and I'm like, Damn, that's good. Yeah. You know, like I I always say, you know, I have moments of brilliance followed by years of mediocrity. We all do. Um, so, oh, yeah. Well, so I wrote a sentence in my review for um, Words on Bathroom Walls, and I just, mm-hmm. I love it. So I'm so proud of it okay. that I'm going to read right. it to you now. Um, <laughs> Uh, Freudenthal takes a hard to understand mental illness and offers us a visual representation of it in an attempt to demystify the mystery. Of Ooh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. I, right. I, I love like, that because that movie was actually really, I mentioned it in the last episode, so I didn't say it this time, but that was a very special mm-hmm. movie for me last year because I, in my review, I, I asked if anybody with schizophrenia could reach out and, you know, give me some insight of whether the movie they mm-hmm. liked the way, you know, was portrayed and somebody actually did. And so I ended up interviewing mm. him and interview interviewing Tor Frudenthal actually on my podcast. Oh, and it was yeah. such a positive experience. And so I'm glad to see that you kind of got that a little bit from that, uh, as, as well. Cause I just think it was a little bit of a, a hidden, movie that didn't get that kind of got lost last year i i definitely agree with Mm -hmm. you that it got lost um and i think (laughs) you know people talk about schizophrenia but nobody Mm -hmm. truly understands it and you can understand it unless you're dealing with it um but this i really felt like he gave us a visual representation and i was like okay i i get it a Mm -hmm. little bit more you know and i i unfortunately have uh, oh. someone in my family uh-huh. who suffers from schizophrenia. Yeah. Schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I said to his father, um, you know, you all need to watch this movie. You all need to understand what he is dealing with. And um, I just thought it was, it was just so well done. So well done. And so, yeah, that I'm very proud of that sentence. <laughs> Yeah, Charlie Plummer, too. I think he is going to win an Oscar one of these days. He is such a good actor. If you didn't see Spontaneous last year, that was great. Underrated film. Bizarre. It's very strange. It's on my list. I need to see that. (laughs) It's really good. Really good. And he's just, I mean, Lean on Pete was one of my favorites that year it came out. And he's just a really great young actor. I, I think he 
is I say he's the next DiCaprio, but I think he might even be better. And he's a very good actor. And him and um, what's his name um from Manchester by the Sea, Lucas Hedges, I think are the two yeah. uh younger actors that I think are just so good. Uh, anyway, great, great. That's a great pick. And uh, so thank you so much to both of you for coming on. I had a great time talking with both of you thank and you. this was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah. So Jen, how can people find you and your content? I am easily findable and you know, you can yell at me about any of my opinions right on Twitter at film intuition, which is also the name of my website, filmintuition.com. My podcast is Watch With Jen. You can find it on all the different podcasting platforms. But yes, this was so good. I really enjoyed speaking with you both. Thank you for having me. And Allison, what about you? So on social media, I am Movie Girl Alley, A-L-I. Um, and obviously, Flick Direct, Rotten Tomatoes, you can find my reviews. Um, we have YouTube channels as well. The first one being Flick Direct, and that's where you'll see a lot of interviews that I've done. Um, we also have one um, movie trailers by Flick Direct. So it's just a bunch of all the movie trailers coming out. So feel free to con. Uh, comment on the movie trailers because I love what people say mm -hmm. about them and what my opinions of mm -hmm. them are as well. Um, where else can you get in touch yeah. with me? Uh, there's so many places. I'm also uh, now doing a weekly 10 minute segment on uh, K KRMS. I had to think about that for a second. Um, just it's a morning radio show and we just talk about what's happening at the box office, what's coming up. And so you can tune in. It's through Lake of the Ozarks, but you can find us on the web. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah, we'll have cool. links for all of that in the description. So y'all should follow and check that out. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Ron Tomatoes. So check that out. And if you're listening on iTunes, please leave us your ratings and reviews. We really appreciate that. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. We appreciate that so much. We also have our patron group where in April we had a uh, a Q&A with the aforementioned mm. Mary Lou Henner as part of our patrons because oh, she's just the best. And so it's only $2 a month to join. Please join. We would really appreciate it. And then also we have our merch store, which includes our female film critic panel uh, logo merch that you can get whatever you want on it. It's really fun. And uh, so check that out. And thanks so much to both of you. Really appreciate it. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you all later. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye.